the good shepherd. Jesus Christ, of course, is our good shepherd. If you missed last week, I encourage you to go back and uh, watch The Lord is Our Shepherd. Uh, the Lord is My Shepherd. I, it was, uh, it was, uh, I had fun teaching the message, and I'm still thinking about how He's My Shepherd. And so we're going to hit verse 2 in Psalm 23. And uh, I'd like for you, if you will, to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 23, a very familiar portion of Scripture. And while you're turning there, uh, up on the screen, I'm going to give you two scriptures, John chapter 10, verse 11, and then verse 14. This is Jesus speaking, uh, and before I get to the scriptures even, I'm sorry I didn't even give the title of the message. The title of the message is Calm the Raging Storm Within. That's what our good shepherd does for us. He calms the raging storms within. So John chapter 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I love it. Jesus is our good shepherd. He also says in verse 14 of the same chapter, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Now if you've got your Bibles there at Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside the still waters. That's going to be the focus of today's message. Again, we're going to hit six verses, six different weeks, and I'm going to preach a whole message on each verse one at a time. And today that's where we're going to wind up. Next week, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Just before I pray, I want to encourage you to make some comments uh, today and engage in the service. If something I say uh, gets you to wanting to shout, maybe do some hand clap emojis or hand raising emojis or prayer emojis or just type in amen. If it really is something that blesses you, maybe hallelujah with an explanation point. If it really gets you up off the couch and doing the Indian Texas two-step dance, give five explanation points. We all want to celebrate with you. We want to hear what God is doing in your life. So celebrate with us and let's pray. Father, thank you so very much for this time to be together. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence in the beautiful time in worship, the anointed worship. The anointed praise and worship that moved us into your presence. Lord God, I pray now, God, that you would anoint us to hear what the Spirit is saying. Anoint me to speak forth your word, not in word and tongue only, but also in power and in deed. I pray, God, anoint me to speak forth this word in spirit and truth. I pray let it fall in the good soil of our hearts and grow and bear forth fruit in our lives. Father God, change us more than change us. Transform us more into your image than we've ever been before. In Jesus' name we pray. And those of you at home, shout out amen or write amen in the comments. And hold your Bibles up in whatever form you have. And let's declare, Father, today, this week, by your grace, I'm going to be a doer of your word and not a hearer only, deceiving my own self. Now, Lord, anoint my ears. Anoint my heart, my spirit, my soul, my mind, and my body to receive the truths of your word. In Christ's name I pray. Amen, amen. High five two or three people right there on your couch. I meant it. High five two or three people right there on your couch. Yes, yes, yes. 
Tell me, what do you think? I'm going to give you the consequences, and I'd like for you to guess the cause. 70 million Americans suffer from it, and it causes 38,000 deaths in a year. The productivity that is lost costs the United States of America $70 billion a year. Hint, it's not the COVID-19 coronavirus. 64% of our teenagers have poor performance in school because of it. It is between the ages of 30 and 40 that people suffer most severely. And those over 60 years of age, 50% are impacted by this condition. The treatments to help this are everything from mouth guards to herbal teas to medications. What's your guess? The answer? Insomnia. America simply does not get enough rest. So let's look at what happens to many people. They crawl in the bed at night and they want to turn over and fall asleep. And all of a sudden their mind goes to all the things that they got to do the next day. Or people come to their minds. Or maybe their thoughts are consumed right now with the coronavirus and its negative effects. And the economy. And will I get sick or someone I love get sick. Or maybe it's physical pain. Or maybe it's whatever it might be. So they toss and turn until late. They get up the next morning having not rested well. And so every day, this is incredible. Every day, 30 tons, 60,000 pounds of aspirins, sleeping pills, and tranquilizers are consumed every day so people can rest. I'm here to tell you that if you want to find rest in your soul... I'm not talking about a physical rest, although it may include a physical rest. I mean a rest in your soul, deep down in your spirit, a rest in your mind, a rest in your inner being. Then you need to do some things, and one of them is, it leads me to point one, and that is follow the good shepherd's voice. Point number one, follow the good shepherd's voice. And examining this beautiful psalm, Psalm 23, that no doubt you've heard maybe at funerals or in devotion times or somebody shared a passage with you, uh, we must first remember at all times who it is that makes us lie down in green pastures and who it is that causes us to lead us beside still and quiet waters. Because you see, folks, there are many voices out there that call for our attention, but it is only to His voice that we should respond and that we should move. If we turn aside to the wrong voice, what may seem like green pastures very well may lead us to the weeds of death. If we turn aside to the wrong voice, what we think may be still quiet waters may very well lead us to uh, stagnant, contaminated, poisonous water that wants to destroy your soul. Be very careful of who you listen to. Jesus will never lead you astray. As a matter of fact, the good shepherd, our good shepherd, Jesus Christ, wants to lead us through his voice and through his word. And the number one way he speaks to us is through his word. Jesus Christ will never tell you something that violates or comes against what his word is already recorded. Follow the good shepherd. Follow his voice. Don't follow other sheep. Don't follow experts in their field or important people or people of influence. What we need to follow, especially in these days of the coronavirus, is what our good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, has to say because it's his voice. That will calm us as his sheep. It is his voice that will bring us peace. Some years ago in eastern Turkey. A group of shepherds decided to take a break and eat breakfast. And apparently they weren't paying very well attention to the sheep. Because one sheep wandered off by itself to a rocky cliff. And dropped, fell off to its death. Well 
sheep will follow the shepherd if the shepherd's around. But if they're not, sheep follow other sheep. And so, in this true story, that's exactly what happened. When the one sheep fell off the cliff into its death, 1,500 other sheep fell off the cliff. 400 died, the rest of them severely injured. I want to tell you, we must follow our good shepherd's voice, Jesus Christ. If you say a good amen, just type it right there in the comments box right now. Come on, give us some hand clap. Praise the Lord. John 10, 4 through 5 says this. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them. I love it that Jesus walks ahead of us. And they follow him because they know his voice. We follow Jesus because we know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Did you know that Middle Eastern shepherds will put their sheep many times, several of them, in the same fold, in the same pen? And so what they do is, is uh, they, the shepherd will come the next morning and he will open the gate and he will call for his sheep, his sheep alone. And guess what? Only his sheep will get up and come and follow him. They will not follow another shepherd's voice. Let me tell you how powerful this works. A pastor one time was visiting with a shepherd, and he was able to imitate voices. And he said, I bet I can imitate your voice, and with your permission, call the sheep out in the field. They'll come to me. Well, the wise shepherd said, okay. So they practiced a few times, and the pastor said, I got it. So he went out in the field, and he called, beckoning for them, imitating the voice of the shepherd. He sounded very much like him. All at once, the sheep got alert. They looked up. But they went back to grazing. That old pastor said, well, I know what it was. They didn't notice me in your clothing. He said, let me wear your, your robe and hold your staff. And, and then I'll call and I'll look like you. And I'll sound like you. And I'll get them to follow me. Well, the shepherd said, okay, try it out. So he did. And he got his robe on and his staff. And he called. He beckoned for the sheep. All at once they became alerted to his voice. They looked. But they kept on grazing. You see, the sheep cannot be fooled. By another shepherd imitating the real shepherd. A sheep cannot be fooled by a stranger imitating the good shepherd. And that's the same with us, with Jesus Christ. There are times when Satan will attempt to imitate the shepherd's voice. And his will is to steal, kill, and destroy. To lead us off a rocky cliff. To lead us to a poison stream. To destroy every aspect of our life. But if we know Jesus Christ, if he truly is our good shepherd, we cannot and won't be fooled by Satan's tricks. Those who know the Lord as shepherd will immediately detect his slyness and his deceitfulness and the devil's tricks and we will not fall we will only go after the Lord Jesus Christ's voice yeah come on give me some hand clap emojis type in some amens if an amen was good give me an explanation point if you're fired up right now give me three explanation points glory to God you can't go wrong when you follow Jesus' voice one time when Holly and I knew our time at, as youth pastor at one church was up and we didn't know exactly where to go. A, a job opportunity presented itself. We were offered the job as a youth pastor at this church. It's a much bigger church. and Everything seemed right. Everything seemed good. The pastor said, hey, you know, pray about it tonight. Let me know tomorrow. It's kind of a quick thing. And so Holly and I, we prayed about it that afternoon. We didn't feel any qualms. We didn't feel any nothing. Everything seems right. Okay. And that night I happened to be reading a devotional that said, good is the enemy of the best. And when I finished the devotional and I closed it, the Lord spoke to me and he said, this is a good choice, but it's not my best for you and your family. And I want to know, do you want good 
or do you want my best? Because this church is not my best. And the Lord led us a different direction. I want to tell you, when the Lord speaks to you, you can't get fooled when Jesus is speaking. Don't get fooled by Satan's imitations and the world's experts and all the imitations that are out there. Listen for the good shepherd's voice. As a matter of fact, it was the good shepherd Jesus that spoke to me when I first laid eyes on the city of Cincinnati. And he said, this is a city of significance for you. And through an open door and many uh, confirmations, this is why we, seven and a half years later, are pastoring right here in Cincinnati to this day. Because the good shepherd led us to where we are. I want to tell you, the good shepherd wants to speak. And when he does, he will bring rest and he'll bring comfort and he'll bring peace to your soul. Yeah, get some hand clappy emojis going. Praise the Lord. Throughout Scripture, we are given the assurance of rest and refreshment. Exodus 33 and 14 says, And he said, My presence will go with you. I will give you rest. Wow. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Deep down inside. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Look, our good shepherd's voice will lead you and bring rest to your mind, to your emotions. He'll settle your spirit. Listen, in these times of the coronavirus and all that's going on right now, more than ever before, we need to hear our good shepherd's voice and what he's got to say. Look, we hear the news. We hear all the doom, gloom, and despair. We need to hear what Jesus has to say. Woo! Hallelujah! That's a good place to write hallelujah in the comments box. And that leads me to point number two. Not only follow the good shepherd's voice, but follow the good shepherd to green pastures. The sheep walk steadily as they graze. They're never, never still. And so the shepherd causes them to lie down in green pastures so that they'll rest and digest their food. Now, he doesn't use the sheepdog. He doesn't use a club to beat them or strength or make it some kind of punishment. He doesn't take his staff and say, you're going to lie down whether you like it or not. He doesn't do that. Make does not mean so much force as it does a firm, gentle persuasion. Watch this. That causes me to want to lie down on my own. He's not the Gestapo giving you an offer you can't refuse. Isaiah 40 and 11 says it this way. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in the bosom and gently lead those who are with young. How does he do this? God does it several ways. He's a master at this. God will create circumstances. You know what? The grass looks so good, the sheep want to lie down. Look, if you're a mother right now, it's no different than you or the dad, whichever one, trying to rock your baby to sleep, feeding your baby a bottle. You are creating a circumstance to cause them to go to sleep. If you're like Holly and I, and that didn't work, you've tried everything you know to do. You put that baby in the car seat and you drove them around the block a hundred million times until they finally went to sleep. You are creating circumstances for them to go to sleep. God will create circumstances to make us want to lie down in his presence and rest. God will create an appetite. Listen, after a long walk in this life and getting beat down in this dog-eat-dog -dog world, it'll cause you to want to lie down in the good shepherd's presence and rest in his presence. 
You know, when you're younger, you're idealistic and you've got all this. You, you, you want to go accomplish all these things. And then as you get a little older in life, at 45, I'm realizing, you know what? Man, this world is just a dog-eat-dog world, and I kind of like it at the feet of Jesus. Another way is God creates desire. In other words, other things no longer satisfy. Look, once you've had the dream house, you realize it really doesn't satisfy you. Once you've had the dream car, you've always wanted to drive, you realize it's, it doesn't, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Once you've been on the big trips you've always wanted to go on and had all the things, you realize, you know, those things don't really satisfy. But I'll tell you who does satisfy, and that is Jesus Christ. He always satisfies. He always fulfills. He will always lead us to spiritual green pastures to lie down at His feet. Somebody shout glory! Just type glory in the comment box. Woo! The sheep will not eat while lying down. So he, the sheep will chew the cud, which is nature's way of digestion. Listen, our good shepherd wants us to stop our day and chew on the word of God. He wants to deposit a scripture in you and have you mull it over in your mind, over and over. And as you mull the scriptures over and over in your mind, it'll bring rest to your soul. It'll refresh your mind. It'll restore your spirit. I want to tell you something. He wants to lead us to green pastures in his word. He wants to give you a rhema word of God to jump off the page. Not just black and white in a book anymore, but a rhema word of God, the living word of God that jumps off the page in to your spirit and will bring you rest. Yes, Jesus wants to do this every day. He wants to lead you to the green pastures of fresh revelation in his word. Of the deep understanding of the things of God. Woo! Somebody shout yes! Just type in yes in all caps right there in your comments. One man taught me this. He said uh, this was an elder at a church I was youth pastor at. He said, man, he said, the Lord had me read the Lord's Prayer over and over and over. And I kept mulling it over. And he said, I got stuck on the part that says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. He said, I kept reading it. And he said, I didn't know what God was trying to tell me. And I just kept mulling it over and mulling it over. And finally, he said, the Lord zeroed in on the word in. In the King James Version, it's thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. He said, I've always read it on earth. But I want to tell you, there is a huge difference in God's will being done in earth, us human beings, rather than on earth, the planet earth. God wants his will to be done in your life and my life. Mold the scriptures over. Let them just kind of bounce around in your mind and in your head and in your spirit. And I promise, it'll bring rest to your soul. It'll digest the spiritual food, so to speak. It'll cause anxiety to leave. As a matter of fact, the scripture here says that, that he will lead us to still water. He will, he will cause us to lie down. That's in the continuous verb form here. It shows repetition. That means that the Lord wants to give us daily bread every day. Now, we look at daily bread and we think, when, oh, uh, you know, our finances. That No, no. Daily bread, spiritual food. Matthew 4, 4 says it this way. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's a continuous futuristic thing. That means God wants to feed your soul and your spirit today and tomorrow and tomorrow night and the next morning. He's always got a fresh word for you. And when he fills you with his word, he'll calm you down and give you rest. 
Woo! Somebody shout glory. Glory in the comment box. And not just once. Every time we need rest, he will provide it. The word of God will quiet your spirit down. It'll cause you to slow down and rest. The panic and rushing feeling will slow down. The striving inwardly will come to a halt. The word of God will cause your circumstances, which normally would cause you anxiety and ulcers, to roll right off you like water off a duck's back. It'll cause the fears and the worries of a coronavirus and all the effects to just dissipate. It'll cause you to not wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and fret till the sun comes up over what's coming that day and all the problems of this, that, and the other. Oh, man, God's Word, God, our Good Shepherd Jesus will give you good sleep. I'm talking about the sleep where you wake up and you got a pool of slobber right there on your pillowcase. I'm talking about you sleep so good, you wake up and think, man, I, didn't, I can't even do I, I don't know the last time I slept all night. Look at all this slobber on my cheek and all over my pillow. I'm talking about our Good Shepherd. Shepherd is good. Yes. Type in good in the good section in the comments there. Man, I usually fast a day of the week. I usually fast one day of the week and get into his presence. I'm laughing because they're laughing at me here now. <laughs> I usually fast a day of the week. Um, and I get into his presence with worship. I get into his presence with the word. I get into his presence with prayer and, and, and on that day of the week. And, and sometimes I, I don't fast the whole 24. Sometimes I just fast from dinner one night until dinner the next night. So I might fast all day and then eat dinner that, na- that night. So I've been about 24 hours, I guess. But I, I still maybe eat dinner that night. But here's my point. When I do, I can feel the presence of God just come on me. I can feel him just saturate me with his presence. I can feel... The anxiety and things that were fretting, that I was fretting over or wanting to worry about or being tempted to fret and, and worry about or, or little uh, uh, nuisances or little irritations just leave. And he saturates and he puts a calmness on me that I can get from nowhere else than being in the presence of our good shepherd, Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, fast and pray. Keep fasting and praying during this coronavirus. He'll bring you peace. Study the lives of great people and you will find every one of them drew apart from the hurry of life for rest and reflection. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I like the way the New American Standard Bible says it. Psalm 46.10. It says, Cease striving and know that I am God. Cease striving over the coronavirus and its effects. Cease striving over the economy and what may or may not happen. Cease striving over what seems like unanswered prayer because God always answers prayers. Cease striving over your marriage. Cease striving over your roommate that's driving you nuts during this coronavirus. Cease striving over the family, your marriage, and having to live with each other again. Cease striving over your health. Hashtag chill out. Elijah found God and not in the earthquake. They're laughing at me again. (laughs) Elijah found God not in the earthquake or the fire, but in a still small voice. Moses heard the voice of God in a burning bush on a hillside where nobody else was around. Jesus took time many times in the scriptures to get alone and pray. Folks, you need to find somewhere in your home or somewhere to go to get alone in the good shepherd's presence. Rest, perhaps the most... Difficult thing for us to do. I I still believe one of the most powerful 
and positive effects of this coronavirus that has happened to many people is that's caused all of us to slow down and rest and hopefully reevaluate things. But I do have a few questions for you concerning that. I'm not talking about physical rest. Have you quieted your soul? Have you allowed God to bring rest to your soul? Have you ceased striving inwardly? Jesus taught the disciples to rest. Mark chapter 6, verse 7 says, He summoned the twelve and began to send them out in pairs and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. So he sent them out to do ministry. Mark chapter 6, verse 12 through 13 says, They went out, preached that men should repent, and they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil many sick people and healing them. So they were doing the things of God. Mark 6.30, the apostles gathered together with Jesus and they reported to him all that had been done and taught. Can you imagine the conversation? Jesus, that we cast devils out. Jesus, we healed lepers. Jesus, we healed the sick. Jesus, man, this is incredible. Come on, Jesus, we got to go out and preach the gospel and save some more. Come on, Jesus, we got to go out, pray, and, 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 and preach the gospel and heal some more. Come on, Jesus, come on, Jesus, like a five-year-old grabbing at his dad. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And yet in the very next verse, watch what Jesus, the good shepherd, does and says. Mark chapter 6, verse 31. He said to them, come away by yourselves to a scheduled place and rest a while. For there were many people coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. They had been commissioned to work and now they were commissioned to rest. His commissions, he commissions us to cease striving, to lay down our inner struggles, to lay down all the fears of this coronavirus and what's going on and rest in him. Now, you've got to understand, it's not easy to get a sheep to lie down. First of all, to get them to lie down, they must be free from all fear. They're easily frightened. Listen, a jackrabbit jumping out of a bush can stampede the whole flock. When one sheep runs in fear, they all run in fear. They don't even know why they're running. They just run. But nothing quiets a flock down like seeing their shepherd get in the field with them. Knowing their shepherd is near will settle them down. And there is nothing that will settle you and I down any faster than getting into the presence of our good shepherd, Jesus Christ. Wow. When the next news report about the coronavirus uh, shakes you to your core and makes you want to run for your life, you need to run to the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, into his presence and let him calm you down. There must be no tension in the members of the flock. Sheep have a budding order like chickens have a pecking order. And they'll just start going crazy until the shepherd shows up and then they'll stop all that. There must be provision to keep the sheep settled down. They want to eat and they want some food. And I want to tell you, notice, it's always the shepherd fixing the problems. You and I are not capable of fixing our own problems and settling the raging war within. We need Jesus to settle our inner self. When we think of green pastures, I don't know about you, but I think of lush rolling hills going across the river into Kentucky, the beautiful rush, uh, lush rolling green hills. That's what I think about. That's not the green pastures that he's referring to in Psalm 23. No, no. This was written in a rocky, rough, mountainous terrain. And it was a little green oasis is all it was. You may be in a rocky wilderness, but Jesus has a green pasture, a green oasis for you. No matter what you're facing, no matter how rough, no matter how rocky things may get with the coronavirus, I'm here to tell you that our great, great, 
good shepherd, Jesus Christ, has green pastures. He has an oasis of rest for us. Did you know you can find rest from this pandemic in the presence of Jesus? You can go to our good shepherd and he will give you rest. I want to tell you, who wouldn't want Jesus in their life? And when the world is going crazy in 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, we get terrible news reports. We can find an oasis of rest in Jesus. Woo! Type in Jesus in the comment box and put some explanation points. Hallelujah. No matter where you're at or what you're doing, God will lead you. And my last point is this, point number three. So point one was follow the good shepherd's voice. Point two, follow the good shepherd to green pastures. Point number three, follow the good shepherd to quiet waters. The good shepherd, shepherds don't take their sheep to swift moving waters. Or to running waters that roar and make noise to frighten them. But he takes them to quiet waters. Why? Because sheep are very timid and they're afraid of swift moving waters. Why? Because if they get in there, if they get swept in, they'll get taken down. Because that water will fill their thick wool and take them down. They're terrible swimmers and instinctively they know it. And so they'll avoid the rough moving water. So the shepherd has to lead them to quiet still waters so that they'll drink and settle. He leads, gently lead. He doesn't beat them with a stick or scour over them. He doesn't laugh at the sheep's fear or try to force them. He doesn't, you're going to drink from this river whether you like it or not. He doesn't do that. He gently leads them. And check this out. I did some studying on sheep and I love this. The shepherd always makes quiet waters happen. How can he make quiet waters happen? If the only thing he can find is a stream that's swiftly moving, he'll take rocks and dam it up. So that he creates a still pool of fresh water so that even the tiniest lamb can drink. Or he'll take the crook of his staff and dig out a pool kind of close there where the water will come over and form a little pool area where they can come and drink. I got good news for you. There are times in our life when we get caught up in drudgery. We get caught up in circumstances. We get caught up in pandemics like the coronavirus. And he has to take out the crook of his staff and dig out of our trial and dig out of our test. Dig out of our circumstance. Dig out of this coronavirus. A place where cool, refreshing waters of the Holy Spirit can be experienced by all his believers. Woo! Hallelujah! That's a good place to type in hallelujah in your comment box. He knows when it's time to drink and rest. Isaiah 49.10 says it this way. They will not hunger or thirst, nor will the scorching heat or sun strike them down. For he who has compassion on them. Aren't you glad Jesus has compassion on us? Will lead them. We're not in this by ourselves. We're not in this to figure out life on our own. God is with us. And I know the world has no answer for the coronavirus. But I promise you the good shepherd will lead us through this time and day and age woo what's well, a good place to type woo in the comments and he will guide them look what it says he will guide them to springs of water Man, I want to tell you, I love the fact that we have a good shepherd named Jesus that we can run to he's got our answers he'll quench our spiritual thirst He'll lead and navigate us where we need to be. He will provide and take care of us. When the walls of life seem to be collapsing, He provides green pastures and spiritual, still, quiet waters. 
when the coronavirus threatens your health or your finances, I want to tell you our good shepherd will lead you. You're not in this on your own. You don't have to try to figure it out on your own. You don't have to look to the world for answers. The world has no answers. If they had answers, they'd already done it. But I want to tell you, Jesus will lead you each and every day. Every second of every day. Follow his voice. Follow him to green pastures. Follow him to the still, quiet waters. Sometimes God will do that through other people. Look what the last, one of the last scriptures I'm going to share. 2 Corinthians 7, 5-6. Paul's writing here and he says, For when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest. But we were harassed at every turn. Conflicts on the outside. Fears within. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Sometimes God will send somebody in your life just to calm you down. If this season of your life and dealing with the coronavirus or whatever trial you may be in is a hot trial and it burns like fire. In your mind and your emotions, I want to tell you, you can have a green pasture and a still quiet water experience. Psalm 34 and 8, and we'll pray. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. If you're here today and you've listened to this message and you say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus Christ. He's never really been my good shepherd. Or maybe I did at one time, but it's been a long time since I followed his voice or anything he did. I've been out of church a long time. I've been away from God a long time. I want to return to him. I want to pray with you. It's a simple prayer. And if you're at home right now, I want you just to do this with me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you to come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I want you to be my good shepherd right now. Wash my sin away from me with your precious blood. Cleanse me white as snow. You prayed that prayer. I would love for you to text the word believe to the number on the screen. It's going to pop up now. We want to connect with you. We want to help you as you start your new journey with Christ. As a matter of fact, if you're watching from your phone on Facebook, I want you to post the word believe in the comment section right now. We're going to get in touch with you and hopefully give you some tools to help you on your journey with him. If you made that decision today, you made the greatest decision of your life. It'll change you and your future generations forever. The greatest decision anybody can make is to join the sheepfold of Jesus Christ. You got the greatest shepherd there ever was. He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a sheep. He's got you. For those of you that are saved, I want to pray for you. If, if I describe you at any time in this message, if you have those fears within, if the coronavirus is, is, just, is just waking you up in the middle of the night, if you're wondering, what am I going to do about a job? What about my economy? How am I going to pay my house payment? Where am I going to get food from? What about my children? What about my older parents? Are they going to get coronavirus? I don't want them to die alone. And, you, and these are real fears. These are real fears. These are real situations that are happening in America right now. If that's you, I want to tell you that Jesus will take you to an oasis 
of still quiet waters and green pastures, and he will settle your soul. He'll bring rest to you. If that's you right now, I want to pray for you. Just hold your hands up to receive. Just hold them to receive, and I believe you're going to feel the presence of God and the peace of God come over you right now. As I pray for you, just hold your hands out to receive, and I'm going to bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I hold my hand out to you. I just pray, God, you calm every fear. I pray, Father, you lead us as your children to those precious green pastures and this beautiful, still, quiet waters. I pray, God, that the inner cease, uh, the, the striving and the inner fears and the inner struggles that we deal with, that you would just calm all that. Lord, I pray, God, we as your sheep, we run to you. you we are, you're our shepherd. You're our good shepherd. And we run to you for rest of our minds, our emotions, and in our soul. We receive your peace now. God, you said in John 14, 27, Jesus, you did, that you would give us peace, not as the world gives, but as you give. And so, God, we receive your peace now. We receive your spiritual green pastures. We receive your word right now. God calls us to mull these scriptures over in our mind and our spirit all week long. Give us a fresh word every day to mull in our spirit and to digest over and over and throughout the days ahead that causes us to walk in a peace and a rest and a calmness that only you can bring. In Jesus' name, I bless everyone watching with this now. In Jesus' name, I pray. And if you're at home, say a good amen. Maybe even write in the box, amen, in the comments. Listen, if you would like to connect with us, we would love to connect with you. If you'll just uh, text the word connect and uh, we're going to reach out to you. We would love to connect with you. We want to connect with you. We want to thank you for watching all of our uh, Bridge of Hope people and all of our online family that lives nowhere near Cincinnati watching. If you watch us every week or from time to time, we consider you part of our Bridge of Hope family. And we welcome you. We love you. We, wanna, we want you to type in the word connect too. I don't care if you live in China. I don't care if you live in Russia. Type in the word connect. We want to connect with you from around the world or around the block. You're part of our family. We love you. We honor you. We're so glad you're here with us. And if you're watching from your phone on Facebook, uh, just post the word connect in the comments section right now. You've been doing it all sermon long. And we will reach out to you. Hallelujah. I want to say thank you for uh, watching with us today. And I want you to stay connected with us uh, via online. We've got emails going out constantly. We have daily devotions every week. I know back by popular demand, we've got daily devotions coming every week. we got different staff members doing them every single day.